Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome to the Dan Parsons Show, the Wednesday edition. It's 5.09, Wednesday, June 12th. The longest amount of daylight we'll have uh, the entire year. Um, so remember, if you miss any of the live version of the show, you can always catch us on demand on your favorite podcast platform or just go to KLIN.com. Well, are you feeling lucky? Because coming up on today's show, the long-awaited debut of sports betting in our fine state uh, starts tomorrow at War Horse Casino here in Lincoln. And uh, in just a moment, we'll talk with uh, two people who have everything you need to know about sports betting in Nebraska. Uh, we'll welcome uh, Lynn McNally, CEO of Nebraska Horsemen's Association, and Mr. Lance Morgan, President and CEO of Ho-Chunk, the parent company of War Horse Gaming. But first, most importantly, say hello to Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. Hi. So if I said I am feeling lucky, would that make me an automatic winner next time I go to War Horse? Well, let's we'll ask Lynn and Lance okay, if, if, there's, good. Uh, if that gets you to the front of the line or, or anything. Well, either way, I am ready for another Dan Good episode today. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Uh, by the way, follow us uh, and connect with us on Twitter and Facebook uh, for the Dan Parsons Show. By the way, I uh, retweeted uh, Congressman Mike Flood's uh, tweet from earlier this afternoon. He uh, honored our dear friend uh, Don Walton from the Lincoln Journal Star on the floor of the uh, uh, of the House uh, uh, today, and um, so just a really nice uh, tribute by Congressman Flood. So you can catch that on my Twitter feed on the Dan Parsons Show. Well, okay, well let's get to this. Joining me in studio is Lynn McNally, CEO of the Nebraska Horsemen's Association. Lynn, welcome to the Dan Parsons Thank Show. Thank you. Really happy to be here. Yeah. So glad that you could be here. And on the phone, Mr. Lance Morgan, President and CEO of Ho-Chunk, Inc. Lance, how are you? I'm doing great. Glad to be on. Yeah. Well, you know, usually when the three of us get, get together, we're uh, enjoying a When I'm interviewing the, the, the two of you, I'm usually enjoying a, uh, a Nebraska craft beer. But I'm sorry, I didn't bring any today. Well, that's okay. That's he's up happening. in he he he's up in Winnebago, so he doesn't oh, okay. he doesn't miss it anymore. There you go. There you go. Well, Lance. Uh, no, I, that doesn't mean I don't have a beer. Oh. <laughs> I'll say if he did have beer, I'd drink yours. Yeah. Oh, well, that's true. No, you guys got to show up on Fridays. That's when we uh, do the drinking here on the Dan Parsons Show. Oh, with Kevin. Yeah, with Chef, yeah, it's Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin. Gotcha. So, yep, gotcha. Yeah, we, that's a that's a that's a stereotype. I'm not going to participate. <laughs> <laughs> well, just for clarification, I'm actually drinking an energy drink. There I'm you go. Then I've got water. Lynn's got water. Johnny's got him a some kind of dew thing. Code Red Mountain Dew. There you go. So we're all set, ready to rock and roll. Well, just to clarify, what I mean by that is uh, you guys have been kind enough to come on uh, my podcast through the years and and talk about this very topic. And so uh, let me just set this up. In 2020, uh, Nebraska Horsemen partnered with Ho-Chunk uh, for the ballot issue that allowed the state's uh, licensed horse race tracks to become full-fledged casinos. Um Keep the Money in Nebraska was the name of your campaign, uh, and you infor informed Nebraska residents 
uh, you inform the voters that Nebraska residents are spending uh, about $400 million a year out of state. And as the Omaha World Herald editorial board said during that campaign, uh, Nebraskans are subsidizing Iowa tax relief. Yeah. So it'd be nice to keep it on this side of the river. Absolutely. And so you're, you've been doing a little bit of that the we past have. few years. Yeah, we're off to a really solid start. Um, you know, we're we're sending the tax money to the state as promised. It's going to the property tax relief fund. And then a portion of it also goes to Lancaster County and the city of Lincoln as well. Yeah. So um, I have a I had a I was sorry to interrupt, but I had a I had breakfast with one of the state legislatures from Iowa because I live right here in the Sioux City area, which is partly in Iowa. And he's he's on their committee for revenue and they're expecting a hundred million dollar drop in tax revenue from Iowa going back into Nebraska when, when all the facilities are open. There you go. We're clawing back some of that $400 million. Absolutely. Finally, after 25 years, we finally are. Yeah. And boy, I tell you what, it took, um, well, you guys ran a great campaign, uh, and, you know, people responded overwhelmingly. 65% of Nebraskans said, yeah, let's keep some of that money in Nebraska. And the tax portion was 69%. They definitely wanted the money. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. There were two, that's right. Three initiatives. There that's were three right. total. I forgot about that. You yeah. lived that so uh, so day by day and hour yeah, by hour. Yeah, I, I still, still have remember. PTSD. Yeah. So. yeah, but your lives have changed uh, dramatically. I mean, now um, uh, Warhorse Casino is is open, has been open here in, here in Lincoln for some time, uh, but not the full Monty yet. No, we're doing quite well with the limited space we have. However, we're going to be expanding very soon. Um, the phase two of the project will be complete approximately a year from now. The location will double in size, wow. and then we'll go on to phase three and four, which will be the full build-out. And Lance, uh, I know from your history and uh, partnering with the horsemen, uh, to, to be able to preserve uh, this historic horse racing uh, industry in Nebraska. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a big deal. I think people sort of thought we were giving lip service to it, but you know, I live in rural Nebraska, and uh, you know, I mean, you need all the help you can get in terms of economic activity. And I think this once it gets going, the casinos it'll push money into the horse racing side for the purses, and that will lead to some renaissance in that area. And it's just more economic activity in rural Nebraska, and I think this, that's just going to help. Absolutely. Well, your temporary gaming facility uh, here in Lincoln uh, does have, the, of course, the Lincoln Race Course uh, Grandstand, uh, provisional gaming, and about, what, 430 slots? 425 at the moment. Okay. We had to make room for the sports betting window. There you go. That's right. And when complete... Yeah, we took a few out. When complete, the resort will include a 196-room hotel. Is Correct. that still accurate? Yep, five stories. Convention, meeting facilities, multiple restaurants, uh, the casino floor. Uh, Table games, parking deck, everything. Nice. nice. And, and yeah. expected completion? Open the house? That sounds like a Lance question to me. <laughs> well, I just think I want to I address a larger issue if I can. So... You know, we've been a little bit delayed. This took, um, you know, it took forever to get it legal. Then, then it took a while to get the regulations and all the systems in place and laws. And we got the license in November, but we are just closing on the financing, I believe, Friday. And so we've been we've invested about a, pushing a hundred million dollars since then in it. But we're we're going to put another three hundred and some million into it. Um, and 
um, that doesn't get you as far as you think with inflation. Yeah. Um, a lot of that's gonna a lot of that's gonna go into Omaha because we have to come out strong against the competitors there. And then we're gonna also circle back and double the size of Lincoln. But it's once those are open and functioning, we're gonna double down again on Lincoln and and try to finish out the whole facility with a big hotel, conference center, and all that stuff. We think Lincoln is a great market. I mean, it's it's sitting nice and nice and far away from competition, and it's a great, prosperous city. Absolutely, so, yeah. Um, That's so it's, it's going to be phased in a little bit. But I tried to borrow five hundred million, but I mean, Wall Street. I mean, was trying to take advantage of me, <laughs> and so we ended up borrowing three hundred and some instead. But it, if it allows us to get going and allows us to to really uh, start the ball rolling, and we needed to do that. It was time. And when we're complete, this will be the largest project ever undertaken in the city of Lincoln. Oh, is that right? Yes, when we're done. Wow. Well, you guys, hang on. Uh, We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back uh, and chatting with Lance Morgan and Lynn McNally about uh, Warhorse Casino. Uh, And we'll be right back after this message on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to the Wednesday edition of The Dan Parsons Show. And remember, if you miss anything, you can always catch us anytime on your favorite podcast platform or go to KLIN.com. Well, we're visiting uh, about gambling uh, here in the state, legal gambling, as a matter of fact, because uh, it wasn't that long ago when we couldn't do the legal gambling. But uh, joining me in studio, Lynn McNally, CEO of Nebraska Horsemen's Association, and on the phone, uh, traveling, doing something important, Lance Morgan, uh, president and CEO of Ho-Chunk, Inc., uh, and we're chatting about the long-awaited start of sports betting yes, here in Nebraska. Are. And you guys are going to kick that off tomorrow. We sure are. Um when we passed the initiatives, it was uncertain about a lot of things involving sports betting. And so the legislature was kind enough to uh, authorize us to do it at racetrack enclosures. Mm-hmm. So that's how it got started. Um, we've been working really hard on it. It took a while to get the rules and regs submitted. But once they were submitted, uh, Governor Pillen approved them in three or four days. That's good. He was very, very efficient, which we very much appreciate. Yeah, because it doesn't have to be that way. And uh, it was not with with the casino rules and regs. It took months, yeah. but that was a previous administration. Yes. And Lance, I know that's a frustrating process for you. You're a man of action and the man of uh, let's get this done tomorrow. And uh, that had to be a frustrating process, but you got it done. Yeah, it's it's just the way it is. Sometimes I think, you know, there was, you know, it was no secret that the previous governor wasn't a big fan of gaming, and that's his right. And but I think that he did do the right thing in the end and got it going. And here we are. So I don't I don't think it's that big a deal. We did not do this with sports betting in mind. That's it was right. Mostly just about casino gaming, and it's 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 a tack on. I think you know I I'm curious how it goes. I think people. Everybody I know is betting on something in this state, at least of the guys I knew yes. <laughs> in college. Yes. But uh, so I think it'll be I think it'll be popular. But my guess is it's not really going to take off as long as it's sort of tied to the individual casinos. You know, if you can at some point do mobile, that's probably when it's going to be a lot more convenient. Iowa, when Iowa went from you know bricks and mortar only to mobile, it jumped up the revenues by about a thousand percent. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Yeah, because sports yeah, so betting. I think, so I think it's going to be a process here. Yeah, because sports betting uh, continues to be one of the most 
talked about topics across the country. It's uh, it's considered that it's it's pretty incredible that just five years ago, uh, Nevada was the only state to offer any kind of legal. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, just five years ago. Yeah, and the Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court, ruled in uh, May of 2018 that changed all that by giving status. Uh, to states or give, allowing states the individual power to legalize uh, and regulate sports betting. And now more than 30 states have legalized uh, some form of sports betting. Uh, but that's probably one of the misconceptions, I suspect, as as Lance alluded to, that um, that we can do online betting and we can't. Yeah, um, there's definitely some education needed there. And, um, you know, it's it's been a challenge to make room for it at our facility. Um Space is a little bit tight, but I think we came up with a great solution. We've got a bedding window right just inside the entrance. Uh, there'll be two tellers on duty at all times. And then we have 10 kiosks spread throughout the entire facility. So you should be able to easily find a kiosk and place a bet with very little trouble. So, yeah, I, I sort of anticipate two problems lines, you know, because I think people are going to have to learn how to use the kiosk. Correct. And um, and that will probably lead to some pressure for mobile sort of sports betting at some point. I mean, they let Keno do it by their phone, this legislative session, um, I think. But, so it's it's not some giant leap forward. And uh, the other problem I think it's going to really make people mad is it's illegal to bet on college home games. So you yeah. can't bet on the Blue Jays and you can't bet on the Huskers at home. That's weird. And, and that's yeah. sort of a weird, that's, that's a very strange anomaly. It was designed to protect the players, I think, who I think now make more than some of the coaches. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, yeah, that was pre-NIL uh, uh, era. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now look at it. These kids are sticking around and yeah. uh, finishing their education and making a loot. Uh, which is great good for them good for them yeah yeah i mean it's their talent that mm-hmm. got the recognition for the school and i think that's fantastic yeah yeah but that will be but, so those those will have to be addressed i think because it's really going to make some people mad i suspect oh my goodness yeah can you imagine i mean uh, and i know that's one of the things that you guys have taken in consideration of of building uh this beautiful facility here in lincoln uh when ninety thousand of your friends uh, come in uh, right. six or seven times a year for Husker football and they can't bet and they can't bet on the game and what we're to. really concerned about is not just the fact that you can't offer the bet but the the person who's really going to get the the wrath of a customer is that poor teller that we've got working yeah, at the window yeah and so I I I would highly encourage people to have patience and you know it's not their fault that they can't take a home bet let your unicamera representative know what you thought. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what, what, what's really going to annoy is that annoying, you know, I, I'm up in South Sioux City right now, and you can drive across the bridge and your phone lights up and you can just bet. So I think, you know, Omaha has a million people, and they'll just drive across uh, the bridge or go to Carter Lake in Omaha, make a bet, turn around and come back. And so there's, there's you know, this whole goal is to keep the money in Nebraska, but and it wasn't really about sports betting, but it's on the table now. And I think we need to be practical in how we approach it. How does that work? I'm curious, Lynn, maybe you know, or Lance, how does that work? Because, my goodness, you can't turn on a sporting event uh, on TV without being bombarded. I mean, that's all the right. advertisement they, um, is. Well, they do geofencing. Oh, okay. So, okay. So um, if- but you can, Lance is right, you can go to the parking lot in Carter Lake and bet all you want. And get out your phone and bet. Yes. Okay. And then drive home, and you're not supposed to be able to bet from your living room if you live in Omaha. But, 
Um, it's all controlled by geofencing. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, there'll be an education process for folks that, uh, uh, that again, they see the commercials and they've been betting on their phones. Right. Well, let's face it, we've all been uh, doing some kind of betting uh, right. for generations. And right. so now it's just uh, becoming... Uh, uh, legal in and in, in states and uh, are taking advantage of those tax dollars as they rightly should and and uh, so yeah uh, it'll be an education process i just think if there's commerce in the state of nebraska you know that form of commerce should pay their fair share and you know when you're when you're betting with the guy down on the corner you know the state is not receiving any revenue from that yeah yeah, and I think, I you know, there's some real concern. Well, I was going to say, I think there's some real concern about proliferation, you know, and expansion. And I think that's reasonable. But there's only going to be six facilities for the foreseeable future. Right. And um, and I think that it would. It's almost silly not to do the mobile uh, side of it. But I mean, I think it'll be something that people will uh, fight over. But I mean, the people have sort of spoken. And and if you could do it on your phone, or you'd have to drive to Iowa. Yeah. I think the choice is pretty clear that you should do it in Nebraska. So that's just a legislative change. Correct. Uh, a Nebraska legislative change. Yeah. Yeah. Because states can regulate this any way they want, Correct. again, because of that 2018 uh, Supreme Court decision. And again, as Lance mentioned, um, just this year, in a very difficult legislative environment, um, Keno tacked a, an amendment onto our bill, actually, the Horseman's Bill, to allow electronic. Uh, wagering from your phone as long as they're inside the building. So it's geofenced inside that particular business, but they can bet on their phones right now. So they don't have to get up and go to the teller and. Correct. And, With the crayon. Yeah. <laughs> Lance calls them the kindergarten of gambling. <laughs> Yeah, I was mad at them for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, listen, we're vi- we're visiting with Lance Morgan and, and Lynn McNally. Uh, and if you guys can stick around after the break, we'll come back and take some phone calls. And uh, so we'll be right back after the news break on 1499.3 KLIN. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to the Wednesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show. Uh, remember, if you miss any of the live version, you can always catch us on demand on your favorite podcast platform or just go to KLIN.com. Well, coming up on tomorrow's show, it's our weekly Lincoln Business Roundtable. And tomorrow featuring our friend Jeff Mall, Executive Director of Visit Lincoln. And Jeff's uh, bringing along with him Dr. A.J. Ramacham. And I just butchered that, Dr. A. 
J. So, uh, who is the director? But more importantly than me butchering his name, is uh, uh, Dr. A. J. is the director of hospitality, restaurant, and tourism management at the University of Nebraska. So, a very important program uh, if we want to continue to grow. Uh, the city and uh, have people who are experts in the hospitality industry. And so, anyway, don't miss that uh, tomorrow on the Business Roundtable. Uh, and also catch us, uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook accounts for the Dan Parsons Show. We'd love to continue the conversation uh, when we're done. Well, before I reintroduce our our guests for today, uh, let's uh, open the phone lines and the text lines. Uh, if you've got a question uh, about gambling in Nebraska, if you've got a question about um, uh, the wonderful uh, horseshoe, horseshoe, horse, war horse, here I go. Lance says the horseshoe is across the river. War horse is there the whole go. horse. There you go. So. Anyway, uh, 402-479-1400. And let me welcome back into the studio Lynn McNally, CEO of the Horseman's Association. Lynn, thanks for sticking around. Yeah, you're welcome. This is great. Yeah, and Lance Morgan uh, on the phone with us uh, after uh, uh, getting grilled by an IRS agent today. Uh, Lance <laughs> is the uh, uh, the CEO of Ho-Chunk, Inc. Uh, and Lance, you didn't get grilled. You were doing the grilling. Well, I was, <laughs> they made me nervous and they were, after 25 years, they were going to solve a problem that I asked them to solve and it made me suspicious. So there was a consultation process that I had to chime in today. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you are in high demand, uh, my friend, uh, all around the country, uh, because of the experience and, and the wonderful work you've done. And, and, uh, I'm just thrilled that, you know, it's not, it's not often I get to be, uh, with a couple of lawyers who I like. And uh, who are entertaining oh, and that's fun. Very nice. And so both Lynn and Lance uh, are have law degrees, and Lance has one from one of those Ivy League schools. Yes, he does. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Lance, a give, good one. Uh, a darn good one. <laughs> G- give us the the four one one on a little bit of your background and Ho Chunk, and just tell our listeners if they're not familiar with the great work that you've done over the years um, uh, with natives. Oh. And uh, so brag about yourself, so I don't have to. I'll do it in a quick way. <laughs> um, I'm a lifelong Nebraskan. Uh, my parents are from Winnebago. My mother's a Native American. My father's not. Uh, we grew up in Omaha. I, I went to Omaha North High. Um, I didn't have much money, so I went to the Army. That paid for my college at Nebraska. And then I went to Harvard for law school. I was a lawyer for a little while and then had done a lot of research on tribal economics and came back to the Winnebago tribe. Started a company in my apartment where I was the only employee. That's wow. when I became the CEO. And then we have 1,800 employees now, and we'll do $480 million in revenue, which is a tough thing to do in rural Nebraska. But yeah. we've been able to really change a lot of people's lives. Because we're not really a company that is about the dollar, necessarily. We're about impact. So it's a little bit different animal. Well, well yeah, thanks for all your work, Lance, through the years. And uh, and now you're in the gambling business, and and again you're providing opportunities uh, for people in this state uh, that they could not have imagined. And uh, what's what's really weird about it is that um, we formed uh, Ho Chunk Inc. to diversify away from gaming because I was building new casinos and it was hurting the tribe's casino. Um, but we've been able to get big enough that we've been able to sort of give them a little bit of their own medicine. 
And uh, I'm looking forward to that, to be honest, if you, if you want to know it. <laughs> yeah. wired. Well, yeah, well, I do. <laughs> I do, Lance. That's that's a great story. Well, thanks for all your work. Thanks for taking time to uh, to chat here today. And, and Lynn, um, maybe just give us an overview of, and Lance, please uh, chime in, too, uh, of the other projects in addition to uh, uh, the casino here in Lincoln. Uh, you're also working one on one in Omaha Correct. and in a third location. Yeah, Um our favorite topic to talk about, actually. <laughs> so uh, we are partnered for the Lincoln and Omaha facilities. Uh, the Horsemen, the company I work for, they are the only Horsemen's group in the United States that owns their own racetracks. So we were able to kind of determine our own destiny, which has not been the case in other jurisdictions. So that was a huge advantage. Um, in addition to that, Lance also owns a third racetrack in South Sioux City called Atticad Downs that they actually purchased from us. Okay. So that's how our relationship got started was um, we sold Atticad in order to have seed money to build Lincoln. Because if you're if you remember, uh, there used to be a track at State Fair Park yep. just north of the university. Yep. They wanted that land for a research facility, mm-hmm. a research campus. Yeah, move the state fair to move the state Island. fair to Grand mm-hmm. Island where there was already horse racing. Mm-hmm. So um racing would have gone out of business had we not sold Atticad and used the money to build Lincoln. So it's been a symbiotic relationship for a long time. You're gonna get me killed. I do not own that track. The Winnebago people do. The Winnebago people <laughs> of Nebraska own that racetrack. We we actually bought that track to shut it down because we thought it would be a competitive threat to the tribe's primary casino if we ever got gaming in Nebraska. That's how things change. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, and they changed overnight. Uh, Visiting with Lance Morgan and Lynn McNally here on the Dan Parsons Show. Enjoying the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. 402-479-1400. Call or text. We'd love to hear from you. Um, For the people people who um, have never been to a horse race or have not been in a long time, I would just like to mention Atticad just got done running their races a couple weekends ago. Um, they run out of a tent. You know, there's not much there. Their handle was the equivalent of what they handled on track at Prairie Meadows in Iowa, really? which is a full-blown large racetrack. So people love racing up in that area in particular, and we're really looking forward to a resurgence of the sport. Well, that's just it. And not only did this initiative that passed overwhelmingly in Nebraska uh, in 2020 uh, provide the opportunity to to build this casino and, and others in the state, but it did. It saved the horse racing industry. Absolutely. If not for these initiatives, we'd be going out of business right now. On the contrary, now that these have passed, you know, we're, we're going to enter a whole new era of prosperity. Uh, you know, the glory days for us was when Exarbon was open yeah. and running. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have great memories of that racetrack. Um, it's now a shopping center and, you know, some other private business, which is sort of heartbreaking. I, think I own some apartments there. And, yeah. Uh, some apartments. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ironically. So, but small interest. just by way of comparison, the year before these initiatives passed, you have to run a Nebraska bread race for it to count as a day, and we have minimum number of days. We had 38 registered Nebraska breads in the state. I believe there were 263 foals born last year. So um, huge automatic improvement, and it's only going to get better from here. We're we're using every penny that we get from our partnership with Ho-Chunk in these casinos, and we're putting it all back into live racing. That's right. I think it's interesting to point out that none of us, neither of us are individuals. 
Right. Yes, we, we both work for nonprofit organizations. Yes, thank you. Yes, I should have clarified that. Yes, I mean you. You guys aren't uh, profiting from. We this do not ventures. personally benefit yes. from any of this, other than we get to keep our jobs. Yes, but <laughs> <laughs> which is a pretty darn good thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, and and again, Lance, giving back to uh, the people that uh, uh, that that need help in our state, and and uh, I just think it's a wonderful. Well, we, our mission is to take gaming dollars, you know, the tribe's gaming dollars, and reinvest them back in the community. That's our reason for existence. So if we, if somebody outside the state was developing it, they would treat us like an outpost, and they'd take the cash and go, right? And so we only know one thing, is we, we reinvest all the money we make back into the growth. And if anybody who's in Northeast Nebraska, our signature is all over the place up here. Oh, yeah. You know, Um and so, and, and we do things in Omaha and Lincoln also, it's just, we're just a smaller presence there, but that will change. Yeah. Well, and unlike um, the the other vendors that are in the state that are providing um, casino services, keep the money in Nebraska was not just a saying for us, we mean it. And so um, Lance has given us the directive that whenever possible, we do business with a Nebraska company. And you guys do. Yeah, I've seen that. Well, give us a call, 402-479-1400, or text us a question for Lance or Lynn. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and so let's take this final little break here before we finish up here this afternoon on the Dan Parsons Show. And we'll be right back after this quick message on 1499.3-K-L-I-N. Listening to the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Yes, and welcome back to the Wednesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show, where uh, if you're feeling lucky, it's uh, it's a good day to be tuned in because we're visiting uh, with Lynn McNally, CEO of Nebraska Horsemen's Association, and our friend Lance Morgan on the phone, the president and CEO of Ho Chunk Inc., uh, which is the parent organization of War Horse uh, Casino and. Uh, and so, Debbie, uh, uh, I think you got a question for your friend, uh, uh, Lynn. Hi. I don't have a question as much as I have a comment. And I want to say hi to Lynn and Lance and to you as well, Dan. <laughs> Good to see you. Good to talk to you, Debbie. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's important to also mention the fact that the number of jobs that have been created uh, by having horse racing come back is extremely important for Nebraska. Well, when, when the horse racing stopped at Omaha, at Sarban, a lot of horse farms closed and they moved over to Iowa so they could have racing there at Prairie Meadows. So maybe we'll get some of these farms back where they'll breed racehorses. That's big because that is huge for employment. And also those places would buy hay and feed and employ a lot of people to work on the ranches. And, and on the tracks themselves, there was a lot of feed that was purchased and shavings for the bedding and uh, outriders. There are just a lot of jobs that are created by having the, the racing come back. So I think it's extremely important that, that we know you know, that we make notice of that because it's, this is economic development Absolutely. for our state and I'm very much in, in favor of it. So Absolutely. I can't wait for everything to get going because I enjoy watching the race. I take a little bit of money out there knowing I'm going to probably lose it, but I'm having a good afternoon or a good evening. It's a lot of fun to do. Well, so. thank you for that observation, Debbie. That is true. Um, it takes eight people to take care of one horse in, in one version of another, a veterinarian, a farrier, you know, someone to take care of their teeth. It, it's a whole invisible industry to most people that live in the cities, but it's thriving behind the scenes. And so, you know, you have to feed the horses, 
You have to take care of them. They need veterinary care. And so it really is going to be an explosion of economic activity, particularly in the rural areas, which we're very proud of. I think think that's great to to make note of that. So good. I wanted to add something. We've met with the Governor Pillen, Governor Pillen, and uh, he mentioned that he was he lost his job when our government went away. <laughs> he was I think he was the veterinarian. Well, he's a veterinarian. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. amazing. So I think he's he's quite familiar with what happened. Wow. What happened to the wow. horse racing industry. Well, that's yeah. Cool. I, I just think it's an interesting FYI. Absolutely. Oh, he, he's done well for himself since then. Yeah, he's done all right. Yeah, he landed on his feet. Yeah, he did all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Debbie, thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for the great question. Uh, yeah, it is absolutely an economic development uh, bonanza, of, and, and not only saving an industry, uh, but and, and providing tax revenue uh, for the state. But yeah, we're we're employing people. Yeah, well, and front lines. Um, you know, once Omaha is open and Lincoln's fully ramped up, um, Lance's company Ho Chunk will double in size in terms of employees. He'll go from yeah, we'll almost two thousand to four thousand. Yeah. So it will make it will be a difference maker for sure. Yeah, uh, Jason uh, called in and wanted to know Lynn uh, or Lance, uh, either of you, uh, how many live racing days will there be here in Lincoln? Well, um, next year is going to be a challenge because we're under full construction at both facilities. Uh-huh. So we're going to get the days in that we need to, but it's going to be a handful. It'll be um, the next year after that we'll really start ramping up. And the goal of my board is to try to get to 70, 80 live days, meaning we would run right after Derby Day in May, going all the way into the fall when football season starts. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, we would love to run live that whole time. Yeah, uh, That's the whole reason that my organization exists, yep. is to promote and conduct live racing in this state. Yeah. Lance, do you we, want to? We had a we had a corgi race that was pretty popular. Up there. <laughs> you can bet on it. <laughs> Can't bet on the corgi. Well, there you go. But there's got to be a Not state. There's got to be a state senator that loves corgis that we can introduce that bill next yeah, year. Yeah, maybe so. And, and do corgi <laughs> betting so. on corgis. Uh, well, we're visiting with Lynn McNally and Lance uh, Morgan uh, about uh, gambling and uh, betting and horse racing and uh, and the new uh, uh, sports betting. That it starts uh, tomorrow, uh, right here in Lincoln, the first ever historic moment. Uh, so who gets to place the first bet? Well, so that will be my boss, um, Wally Willison. Okay. He's, uh, he's a business owner in Omaha, fantastic guy. And then um, it's going to be a tribal member from nice. the Winnebago tribe of Nebraska as well. So they'll do what they did last time when they did the slot machine. They both played at the exact same time. Okay. So. Will they bet on different? Yes, uh, yeah, they're going to. Um, I got a hint about what Wally plans to bet on, okay. but I'm not sure what the tribal member is going to choose. So that'll be a nice surprise. And what are I mean? College. Uh, we talked about the the inability to bet on Husker games, right. uh, Husker the, home the games. The catalog, but... besides that, is pretty expansive. Really, uh, the commission has has dictated that anything with a sanctioning body will be available in what they call the catalog. So the catalog includes everything. It includes lacrosse, surfing, um, the national rodeo, um, and then all the things that you would expect. So, you know, tennis, hockey, football, basketball, baseball, all of those. Football is the driver of it, though. Yeah, it really is. Oh, I would imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball is the number one sport bet on, but only because of the sheer number of games. Oh. Um, The popularity and the per-game bet um, is dominated by football, as I'm sure you would have expected. Sure, that would make sense. Yeah. Lance, do you want to chat? We've got a few minutes left here. Do you want to chat a little bit about the other uh, locations that you're building out and, and the progress you're making and kind of the timeline? 
Well, we have, I think I mentioned the Omaha one. That starts in earnest the day after I borrow, finish borrowing the money Friday. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you don't even want to know what my interest payment per day is. But, but they've um, been working the whole time. They've been doing dirt work oh, yeah. and getting the building ready. Oh, yeah, we're ready to go. And I think that Monday, um, it should be really rolling. I mean, actually, we're, we've been going for a very long time. We've invested like close to $100 million already in the wow. project. But it's going to take off in earnest in Omaha and Lincoln, where we've got a permit thing we've got to work through and we're hoping two or three weeks from now at the earliest and then we have a casino in south sioux city and we've put it we've got the land and everything ready to go we've put it a little bit on the back burner we're um, because we've been so focused on omaha and lincoln it's such a bigger opportunity but as soon as these things are rolling we're going to cycle back through and see if we can at least get a temporary facility going there and uh, we've also bought a thing called divots this is a giant facility in norfolk and it's kind of a casino oh, yeah. but expansion's been been put on hold um, everywhere. And so I wish they had told me that before we spent all that money to buy it. <laughs> so, but we have, it's, it's a casino sort of someday if it ever gets approved, but um, we're waiting to do something there at some point also. It, and so that's being held up by state uh, regs? Well, no, the, there was a state law passed that there is a moratorium on all new licenses. So the original six licenses are the only ones that could proceed. They cannot offer any new licenses until after the market study is completed, and that's currently January 1st of 2025. Okay. And I didn't want to yeah. ignore, um, we did have another uh, question on the text line. Uh, is there, are there, this is back to the question when we were talking about the casino or the, uh, 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 not casino, the... Um, Sports betting? No, the... The uh, kiosk. The kiosk. Sports oh, truck? The, the, uh, the kiosk. Uh, is there any other... When we were talking about the app uh, for the Kino, uh, is there any other benefit on the apps other than the information? Will the app help you get to the kiosk? Well, for example, um, Warhorse will offer something on the app where you... What they call preload your bet. So you can put your bet together at home, and then it oh. just makes it faster for you when you get there. Got it. Got it. Um, well, listen, guys, I am so thankful. Uh, Lance, thanks for taking time off from uh, your busy day and traveling uh, to join us. Uh, I look forward to seeing you soon, uh, my friend back here in Lincoln. Uh, so Lance Morgan, uh, CEO and president of uh, Ho-Chunk, Inc., uh, the, the parent company of Warhorse uh, Casino, and, and Lynn uh, McNally, uh, you just have the CEO title. Yes, yeah. just the CEO. Just a plain old CEO. Yeah. You get the you get stuff done. Yeah, uh, with the Horsemen's yeah. Uh, Association. Yeah, I don't have seven titles like Lance does. <laughs> well, guys, thanks so much. Uh, congratulations <laughs> on the big news, and have a great day tomorrow in the kickoff. Thanks of so much. Betting. Really excited. Can't wait. I, I appreciate. I appreciate you, Dan. The show's great. Absolutely. Right. Thanks, Lance. Thanks so much. Uh, well, listen. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, it's our business roundtable. Uh, with Jeff Mall and Dr. A.J. from uh, the Director of Hospitality and Restaurant Tourism Management at UNL. So that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, and uh, uh, go do good things on 1499.3 KLIN. <laughs>